Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, the week you... Yeah. Fuck it, I'm keeping it in. Welcome to the weekly Vanguard podcast brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. That was my entire day today. <laughs> He's root beer. What happened? No, just constantly stumbling over while I'm trying to record this clan identity video. I'm just going to write out a proper script. I... I don't think I have, have the wherewithal to actually continue a train of thought uninterrupted without a script. Mm. I mean, understandable. A lot of people have to write scripts for YouTube videos. It's no big deal, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, the the like great speakers of history. There has to be a blooper reel out there, right? I mean, probably. <laughs> Oh my god, where it's like, uh, December 7th, 1941, a day which will, uh, a day that, hang on, can I try that again? (laughs) A day which will live in infamy, you know, there has to be one of those. But uh, Matt, you, uh, you had an episode? Yeah, 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 so I thought we'd give give our final goodbyes to V-Series, so we never have to look at it again. You might say, but V-Premium, don't care, moving along. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna play regular premium where I get to play where I get to play nonsense. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to V Premium with I guess you know you might call it a sunset show or you know a send off as it were, so that we can complain about V Series one last time. Mm-hmm. Now that we are officially out of cards, oh uh, except Bang Green, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> okay, we'll just do do a pack opening for that. Yeah, yeah. Let uh, let Ruby handle that one. So yeah, so uh, so I guess we should. I want to start off with just general how we felt about V series, and so I guess I'll so I guess I'll ask Atlas first here. Uh, so on like an A through F scale, Atlas, uh, what what grade do you give V series? So when you say V series, you mean both standard and premium through the entirety mm. of, or what? So uh, if you want to, you can be two separate grades for like standard and premium. Okay. If uh, if, if it matters. Okay, if you're averaging out the entirety of V-Series, I think for standard, I'm going to give it a D plus. Okay. Um, the reason being that I didn't really enjoy standard all that much. I felt like I was peer pressured into it by the people around me who Fair. were afraid of trying to do premium, which at the beginning, fine. You, you had uh, Ezel being ridiculous. But aside from that, I think it was just a smaller card pool that was less fun that got even more less fun as time went on. Um, and then... No, no, I completely buy that. Yeah. What did you say? You don't know if you completely buy that? No, no, I, com- I completely buy that. Yeah. And then for premium, I gotta go... I'll give it, like, a B- minus because it started out pretty rough there. Like, the, you know, 17 Excel circles with Ezel and them having to, like, hit a bunch of stuff. A lot of, of it stuff. not helped by premium collections, right? Yeah, exactly. The premium collections would make it worse. <laughs> okay, can I just get a G guard? Would that be cool? No, we're gonna give you a stride that gets out of the way. You're like, my god. Okay, whatever. I like that Murakumo's good now, despite not get, ever getting a G guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's like in yeah, in spite of itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, B minus because like as it went on, the bigger card pool in V series ended up making it so that it meshed better with your you know, G-era stuff, especially when we got the V-Series retrains, which, while ironically being bad for standard, because that's when stuff got really crazy, 
and you had every deck doing everything. For premium, it allowed you to use your older support, and it kind of made these decks like more fun to put together. Mm. And that's that. So. And what about you, Ripper? Uh, on the whole, probably like a C minus. Like I do, I did like the slower pace of standard when it first came out originally. He, uh, I thought. Uh, geez, just started getting too crazy by the end, and I, I appreciated the back-to-basics approach. I remember back at UCR, we had a brief thing where we played, like, Limit Break Era cards, and that was pretty fun. Oh, I remember so that. that. That was, was kind good. of a throwback to, like, the early days of Vanguard. But then, and... of course, it all went downhill by, like, Gift 2s. Yeah, I, I re- what I really enjoy, and that's kind of what I look forward to about D, right? Is like having, uh, having you know a convenient, like a, you know slightly slower game, like turn four kind of game, because mm-hmm. you know based on you know some of the, I'm, and not, I'm not gonna say too much on it because we've only seen like nine cards or something, uh, but like you know I'm I'm hoping that I don't know if they're aiming toward kind of a you know ride grade three opponent gets ride grade three with their if opponent's grade three ability and then you have persona ride to go into that. So, you know, if we have some kind of back and forth that way, that could be it could be kind of neat. Uh, but I'm kind of looking for that kind of dynamic going into D era that you know we didn't really have in uh, in V era. Mm-hmm. Then for premium, I'm going to slightly disagree. I think it I think it's been like a lot of ups and downs, but I think on the whole, premium has actually gotten worse because all of the retrains did radically different things than they did originally. It's actually really hard to try and splash in a lot of your old support. Mm-hmm. And because of how ridiculous V got by the end, like, your old support feels really bad to use because they're either lower power levels or, worse, lower shield values. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know if, if you have anything more to say about uh, that, but I, I kind of give. I'm kind of in the C minus for standard. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought standard had a couple points in it where it's pretty interesting, or where uh-huh. like I enjoyed certain things about it, uh, which I'll get a little more into later. Like I really like, uh, you know, like Shiryuki's era, that kind of thing. I thought Zombaku was really cool, despite being you know the best deck, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, there were a lot of uh, problems, especially you know by the end where. You know, these decks that just scaled so fast, so well. Like, you know, you had Luard into Gurguit, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that, and that goes without saying, even casino decks like Dot X and uh, Gabriel um, as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, which are and, also just hyper unfun, right? Yes. And I think, unfortunately, that carries over into premium because you could just still play these decks and make it so your opponent didn't have time to do all the cool premium things with their strides. It's like, premium these days feels just like you play the same standard deck because it's so fast it can kill most people before it ever really gets into being premium. So, you said you gave a C- to standard? Mm-hmm. What about premium? I mean, that that depends entirely on how people decide to play it, because I think Rice had mentioned it on Tangents, where... If you play a good deck, then you basically don't get to have fun because you're just basically playing standard at that point. But but also, like, because of the way standard has shaken out, a lot of the premium decks are just 
not very fun because I can't do premium things. Like, I was trying to do some deck building with Neo Nectar, and I'm just like, oh, right, all these strides are meant to support Bloom, and I can't even use the retrained Asha because she has her own special token. And, like, the one token stride that we have is banned currently. <laughs> and it's just super lame. So, I don't really know how to gra grade premium, because it oftentimes feel like I'm playing standard, but somehow less fun, because there's, like, the knowledge that I could be doing something more interesting, but also there's all these unfun aspects of the game that are just kind of there ruining the experience i mean it's important to remember that we don't have to come to some kind of consensus we're allowed to disagree so yeah yeah it's just like i don't i'm not sure how to grade it what grade that feeling of like i feel like there could be fun here but like because v standard exists it like kind of sucks the fun out of premium from where it's essentially the same format but there's things that are cooler i could have been doing if I had like the good the proper stride support that some clans got but not all of them. Should have been G guards, man. 2020 could have been I don't know. <laughs> There's that and then like the thing with uh like it became this game of damage denial, right? So you had like mm -hmm. Tempest Sphere or uh, Zazan as like that's how you turn on your GB stuff. Um Mhm. Mm and then, like, even recently, the the biggest uh, decks in the game right now are just Genesis. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Kagero, because it can beat Genesis. Yeah, because Genesis was somehow given, like, three different loops. Yeah, it was either Big Astral Boy loop, uh, you know, Light Lightyear loop. loop, or what other? Regalias could also, like, kind of loop themselves. Kind of, yeah. Um, but, like, you had that, and then you just had, like, stand trigger abuse with Blademaster, but also they have Denial Griffin, so that's your check to Genesis. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. very weird. But, yeah, my grade, my grade was the same as, uh, uh, C-minus was the same as, uh, and that's, and mine's a uniform between standard and premium, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, mm. I think premium got a lot of, ruined by a lot of, of not only Fighters, uh, sorry, premium collection one, but even premium collection two as well. Uh, yeah, and I think like premium at the highest at, with the best decks is very uh, unfun. It's basically like loops and worrying about loops. The metagame, yeah, it's kind of uninteresting to me. They really could have just made Blightmere's thing once per turn. Was it that hard? Could have. They, they could have done that. <laughs> Alrighty. So uh, the next question I wanted to ask, and I'll start with uh, Rupier this time. Uh, what was your favorite favorite thing about V series? Yeah. Like, I already kind of talked about it, but I like that, at least initially, we got a kind of back-to-basics approach. Sure, sure. Like, it was refreshing playing the game at a slower pace and kind of having the more low-key key play styles that made OTT actually a viable deck for a while. It's true, it was that. And what about you, Alice? Favorite thing about V-Series, I think... <sighs> Not just the slower playstyle was nice at first, but then I got bored very quickly. Was I think the general cost of a lot of decks tended to go down. Obviously, there were outliers, but you had 
at least for you know fits and starts there a few viable decks at a time so it was easier to put stuff together especially because you didn't have a G zone to worry about I feel like you guys are looking uh, at me like I'm insane. I, I know, no, I think uh, I think uh, the price was actually really nice. Like like I mentioned for the Shiryuki deck, um, it was it cost like fifty dollars. It was a fifty dollar like tier one deck. Yeah, and you were just like, okay, because no one wanted to buy Murakumo cards. Oh, because they still had it in their head. Oh, it's Murakumo. Must yeah, not. yeah, 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 yeah. It was like before Hugo, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, like you're just like okay. Yeah, what was your favorite thing about V series? Uh, my favorite thing about V-Series was, uh, hmm. I liked, what was my, I've complained a lot about V-Series. I know. <laughs> We've all complained. There it's... were, I, I really liked how there were, there were a couple decks that I just really liked. Like, I really liked, uh, uh, like, playing, like, really aggressive, like, Spikes decks were pretty fun. Like, there were, like, really, like, narrow decks that even weren't even, like, necessarily good that I just enjoyed playing. And I really liked, you know, that kind of like, uh, like you said, like mid rangey ish, whatever that means in this game style of deck, where you didn't really, you don't really have that in G because you know you need to either kill them or they kill you, right? Mm-hmm. Like unless you have like special unique answers. So <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that that kind of style at least for a while, and then mm-hmm. it kind of went off the rails until I rode grid three. I tried to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so uh, Alice, what was your least favorite thing about V-Series? Uh, I got to go with the latter part of uh, V-Series where they tried to overcorrect by having it be like the more powerful effects were hidden behind if your opponent's also on grade 3, you can do this. So they kind of just made a new problem of instead of stuff killing you, the stuff from before that could kill you just continued to be popular, Anger Blader mm-hmm. being the best example. Um, right. And uh, instead of just, you know, being a little more aggressive with the ban list, which I guess they got to eventually. Um, the other annoying thing about V-Series, and this has nothing to do with card design, it has to do with my local meta and the people around me, was the uh, bullheadish way they refused to look at premium after the five seconds they saw Ezel being broken. And I feel like a lot of people around me missed out on... Uh, something really fun. I got a few people to come with me, you guys included, but it's still something that I think... What's that... What is it? Confirmation bias? Where after you've made it your, up your mind about something, you j- just are tempted to write it off forever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the wrong word. If I if I have the wrong word, just tell me. Cause, uh, yeah, no, you're fine. Wrong. Yeah, I think confirmation bias works. So yeah, that, that pretty much... <laughs> Alright. Uh, uh, Rupier, what was your f- least favorite thing? Uh, oh, this is on my mind already because I'm, like, working on a video for this, but the lack of clan direction for a lot of V, where I feel like every set, ev- the clans would just kind of subtly shift their priorities in a way that made deck building really hard, especially for premium. Mm-hmm. So, like... Neo Nectar, you have like plant tokens and then bigger plant tokens, and then all of a sudden Asha has her own special token that has nothing to do with the regular plant tokens that you were already making. <laughs> or like Bermuda Triangle having seven different play styles. Right. Well, because like we made jokes about that, right? Where it was that everyone does everything all the time. 
it's not even that everyone does everything. It's just, like, every time a clan gets a new set of support, it's something different. Like, Genesis is another one where you have Divine Gauge, and then you have the Astral Plane, and then, like, sort... And then I think the set after that, they did all three... They did both of those and also Fenrir from G-Era, and he was just kind of the same skill he had in G, so it was now three things shoved all into the same set. Mm-hmm. Plus you had all the other clans in that set, you were subdividing mm-hmm. a subdivision. Yeah. And it's just really annoying that, like, I... Especially because now we're kind of focusing more on premium, now that standard is... Co- kind of going away into overdress, but, like, trying to make a deck sometimes is just, I look at the cars, and then I look at, you know, the old support that they have, and I'm like, these are nothing alike, and none of the older strides really do anything for me in this situation. What do? I think that's what made a stride like Marduk so powerful, was because it showed up mid-battle phase, you could do all the stuff you wanted to do with Mm -hmm. your other guy in the main phase. Yeah. And then go into Marduk mid-battle phase. Like, you basically don't have to go into anything ever again. Um, you know, like, Amaruda Amphoros or whatever, not withstanding for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what uh, G-Zone is for, is like a weird pseudo-side deck, which I think we did some episode about yeah. forever ago. But... Yeah, which probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, like... Bermuda Triangle and Neo Nectar are just kind of standard plus for premium, and you just barely touch the G zone, and it's kind of sad because that's kind of half the point of playing premium is you can stride, but because uh, the design of these clans went in a radically different direction than they were in the past, it's just hard to build a deck sometimes. Makes and sense. It's especially lame when you play a clan that only gets periodic support because, like, with the Astral Plane, they were able to fix it within a couple sets because Shin was the main character, mm-hmm. so of course he's going to get constant support. But you compare that to something like Mega Colony, where it's like, okay, we're just going to kind of do the machining thing. No, 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 wait, we're going to mill your opponent's deck. No, 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 now we're going to do Cradle Markers. And it's just like every set was something different. I mean, in the case of Mega Colony, I don't think that was just... V series, but yes. Otherwise, I agree with you, Matt. Uh, Miley's favorite thing. I, I think I. I think I 100% agree with what he was saying. Where they're just trying to do way too many different things in like such a short time, and so the decks that get uh, support that can kind of be more generic, or it's just really good on release. You know, things like Luard, right? Which is pretty much just like its own thing on release. That on the piggybacking off of some other support, basically, that was more generic. It's just like, and you know, the clans who got less support were just screwed. Like they'd get like, oh, you get like one set a year. Here's the new thing. Like it was like, you know, no, like Mega Colony, like like Mega Colony is the best example where they did three different things. <laughs> yeah. And you know, one with what? How many set times to get support? Four. I think so. Mm-hmm. It's such a tragedy that the clan selection plus stuff was so interesting and would have been so good if it was like early to mid v series you're like yeah like a year ago yeah, yeah. it would have been sick and it's just not yeah especially because a lot of the clan selection stuff is a departure from what from like the vague direction that they had in v era mm-hmm. so uh yeah that was probably my least favorite thing mm-hmm. what deck did you enjoy playing the most group beer? 
I mean, that's hard to say because I've only started getting back into the game recently. So the only context I have is like the first set of the game with OTT and then very recently with Bermuda Triangle stuff. All right. And uh, what about you, Alex? Uh, or, sorry, go ahead. I mean, I guess if I had to make a decision between just that, like, the most recent Bermuda stuff is fun. Doesn't necessarily feel overpowered, so as long as no one's playing, like, a top-tier meta deck, it's good for casual play. All right. Alex, do you have a favorite deck of the V-Series? Uh, for V-Series, i got to say for Standard, I'm going to go with uh, that first Anger Blader Tachikaze build. So cheesy. So fun. Uh, it is dangerously cheesy. Yeah. Like a, like a mozzarella stick fresh out of the toaster oven. Just, mm-mm. And the, uh, for premium, I think the various incarnations of Pale Moon that I was able to experiment with because having Excel markers led to so many more options for multi-attacking and the strides would facilitate pulling stuff in and calling stuff out. And then your guys would call more guys and it was, it was just such a fun deck to pilot. Grand Blue was also a similar thing where because you could just call over stuff mid-battle phase, it was very fun to pilot. And I think that's what made a deck fun for me, is fun piloting. Same with Anger Blader, but Anger Blader was easy to do. Still yeah. fun. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> one, so I had... I, so there's two decks that are like in contention. One was the Zanbaku deck uh, originally, and then one was the Huga deck. And those are probably the decks I played uh, that I... That, you know, that that they have the most runs with basically mm-hmm. but i think i really liked the zanbaku deck because you're often just like kind of even even if you know you're not fully locking them you're just activating that zanbaku ability right and preventing the re-ride not even caring if they you know you're not stunning their vanguard you're just preventing the re-ride was like good enough and i thought that was really sick mm-hmm. and so i really i really uh, i really enjoyed playing that deck uh and then of course Huga just made you feel like a cool guy because you're like uh oh here's my 28k everything on turn three. Here's like, what a fair deck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that deck is, uh, I don't know, I think I enjoyed the Zanbaku deck more than that one. You know what's ironic is that the Zanbaku thing, you could probably, like, if that were to still exist in Overdress, where I'm not sure how important Persona Ride's gonna be, but I feel like it's gonna be a thing because of the effects we've mm-hmm. seen. So far, it's like, if you Persona ride it, you can do this extra thing. I feel like it's going to be important for momentum. So, like, even if you were to just shut that off for a turn, that might, like, you know, make it oh, yeah, easier to make a comeback. Large. It'd be very large, actually. Yeah. Arguably more so. Big, I, huge. So, the next question is a harder one. Uh, what deck did you enjoy, like, what deck would you think was fun to play against? Oh, that's a hard one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Like, what deck didn't make you groan when you saw it across? Like, what, you know, like, what deck were you like, oh, sick, oh, this this match was, like, kind of interesting? See, the good thing about editing is I can come back and cut out the parts where, like, hmm, well, <laughs> yeah, so don't don't worry about doing that. I'll, I'll take care of it in post. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be mad at you. <laughs> what, if I just leave this part in for everyone? Like, why would he leave that part in? No, no, be mad at us while you're editing. Right, right, of course, yeah. Yeah. No. I've been I've been mad at different stuff while editing like this bed frame I took two days to put together. Fuck you, IKEA. <laughs> um, let's see. So, deck I had most fun playing against. I think in the early days of V series with the Zanbaku deck, where like yes, you could prevent the re ride, 
but that wasn't always going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you like yes, you lost twin drive, and that was a huge swing in momentum. But they would it would cost a lot of resources to do so. Well, you, you could just prov- you could make you could make it so like you would like basically you would not put them at three damage, right? You would deal like one damage to them, and they would prevent your rewrite. And then you would play this really slow game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was fun. That was fun to play yeah. against. No, I completely agree. And I and I, I think when you're playing the Zanbaku deck, like a lot of decks were just. You know, like a lot of people, like if people were dumb and just like damage you a bunch, you're like, okay, I'm gonna lock you out of the game. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if people were not dumb and gave you like two CB, you know, you're forced to just like, all right, I'm gonna lock you, I'm gonna, or I'm gonna prevent the reride, and then you know we're gonna play out this game. But I'm gonna have more attacks than you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a, you know, it was a fairly stable game plan uh, mm-hmm. overall. Uh, but uh, as far as decks I enjoyed playing against, uh Let's see. The answer is not Pale Moon at any point. <laughs> at any point? Thorns, dude. Wait, what? Oh, it just thorns. takes forever, dude. And then yeah. they like, draw six cards, and I'm just like, but why? And, I mean, yeah, they draw six cards, and it's so much math, right? And you're just like, you're I, don't wanna, I don't want to deal with this. So it's definitely not that one. Um, <laughs> Accurate, yes. I don't know. It's mostly early decks I thought were quite enjoyable. With Chiriyuki, I enjoyed playing against a lot of things. Because uh, <laughs> I could beat them. <laughs> well, no, it's just like, Chiriyuki made matchups fun, dude. It's like, and you're bored. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I guess I always like playing against things like... I thought the early Angel stuff was pretty cool to play against. Hmm. It wasn't, like, super oppressive, but it was, uh, games took a bit. Oh, like with uh, Zeratiel and Yeah. I don't think the deck was... I mean, the deck was good, but it wasn't, like, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. most nutty thing in the world. But I thought I thought that was pretty fun to play. Cause... Not Melody. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Bermuda Triangle related, you, 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 it's like that meme with the guy with the hands they on his hips. They just throw 36k columns at you, dude. Yeah, and they restand. There's like, only well, 36? I mean, that's, like, you know, base. <laughs> and, you know, the ones with a force marker are just larger. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Yeah, I was like re- when I was playing Melody, I was reaching like 60k consistently. Oh yeah, no, I mean certainly you can do that. Well, wait, uh, was the old Melody or the new Melody? Old, old Melody? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I-, I was just saying, like on their grade two, on their grade three turn, mm-hmm. you know, before. Repair. Maybe they don't find everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh... Oh, Again, hard to say because I was out of the game for so oh, so out. much of V. Right, right. I mean, it can uh, still be at any point, like any point you were playing. Yeah, but that would just be recently. So oh. basically, anything without a loop because okay. of recent oh, games. Fair. Yes, agreed. So not Kumo got it. <laughs> like I haven't played against Murakumo's loop yet. I just know that I am very tired of playing against Genesis loops. Oh, there's the Murakumo loop is very bad. But there, the, a better Murakuma deck just, does, uh, just plays Yuga. <laughs> there is a Murakuma loop, though. It's just very bad. Uh, <laughs> is that the thing with uh, the Shadow Stitch and the calling the guy yeah, over the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a Tanva, people, dude. Yeah. It is not good. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just going to say not Genesis, both because of, like, getting hit by Valkyrian, but also having to constantly help Chris tests various versions of Regalia. Oh, yeah. 
I feel like that's not, again, that's not really a problem with the card design. That's the problem of the people around you. <laughs> I, gener I, I, I generally enjoy playing against Aquaforce, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, just generally. I, I just enjoy playing against Aquaforce. I think the matchups are uh, generally very tight, uh, require good guarding and stuff like that. I, in general, I've always enjoyed playing against Aquaforce. I think, uh, like, Nubatama, as it was kind of figuring its shit out, was kind of neat to play against. It wasn't always challenging, but it was kind of neat to watch it work. Sometimes Nubatama is really lame, though. Like, oh, yeah. there are some games where Nubatama is, like, pretty cool, and then there are some games where you're just like, come on, man. <laughs> it's like your friend going through some phases. Like, before it got choice restricted. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Not stuff like that. I more mean, like, all right, I can uh, call this, I can do, like, the domination token thing. Like, that was neat. <laughs> if yeah. Anything else. Dominate token was pretty neat. Or Nubatama. Yeah, they... All right, so I'm gonna ask uh, a question that might be different. That might that might have a different answer than your previous one. What's your most played deck in V series, Alice? My most played deck in V series. Yeah. Great nature number one with all the bullets, and not necessarily due to how good they were or because I like super special awesome love pandas. It was just because I had most of the cards to begin with. Um, mm -hmm. And that also goes back to, like, me starting to play the clan in general was having a trade binder full of Leopolds and Binoculi and being mm -hmm. like, no one's playing with this, I should give it a try. So, I, like, it would have, I would be experimenting with it the most. And, uh, yeah. So, again, that was uh, just, a, you know, a thing of proximity and not so much how much I enjoyed it. You know, it's just jamming cube almost, almost the entire time mm -hmm. when it came out, so... Uh, mine's pretty easy. And what about you, Ruby? I guess, it, again, might be a little skewed. Yeah. yeah, well, in this case, in terms of just, like, things I tested out during various points of V, I think I actually tested out Dark Regulars the most. Oh, that checks out. <laughs> the Sharhat deck? That deck's sick. Yeah, Sharhat, but also I, like, tested Brufus and Hard Legs when that came out. I also tested No Life King when that came out. Yeah, so. Right, BI got some sweet cards. Yes, they do. And, like, I really don't like playing Melody, so I was just never into Bermuda Triangle during V until... Like, Pacifica, kind of, but that deck was really inconsistent, and I didn't play it as much as I mm. maybe wanted to, and then, like, it just took so long for them to finally get support similar to what they had in the olden days. Alright, Reaper, I need, I, need to ask, I need to have a question for you. Okay. What card did you hate losing to? the most I mean brought it up before but I am getting but after a few games against it I am getting quite tired of Valkyrion's loop looping itself oh, under, stand completely trigger. understandable completely understandable <laughs> what about you Alex yeah especially recently I can understand why that might be a thing I think what annoyed me the most losing to this is going to seem completely uh, out of left field but Brant Anybody remember oh, Brant? Okay. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> the... son. Okay, here's why I hated losing to Brant was because there was there was this like group of people at my locals who made Brant like you know those people who get so into trolling they kind of forget who they are. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know what I like anymore. I just like like stuff that people hate for no reason. They were those kind of people. But Brant, for those who forgot, was a card that would reverse. Uh, trigger effects. It was a link right, right, right. card. And they finally released it in English in V-Series, almost as like a lark. They were like, whatever, you can have it. And 
never really topped any tournaments because you know it's random of course um, not actually that good. Not actually. But there's that one game in, like, 207 where you drive check a heal and it makes you take a damage when you're at 5 and you lose on the on your turn. And, and they're it's like, very <laughs> annoying. And they're like, ha-ha, like, I got the win this round. Suck on that. Let's go to loser's round. Like, it's, just, it's not a fun card to lose to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grant was a promo in G era, but nobody cared about that because it was just as bad back then. Yeah. That was also bad. And what what about you, Rupert? Did you have a card that you hated losing to? Oh, yeah, you mentioned Valkyrian. All right, yep. I, I have one. And this one's gonna seem really dumb, but it's Gauntlet Buster Dragon. Uh, mostly, <laughs> mostly because I, I okay, so I don't even think that card was like that good. It's just that sometimes you just didn't have a PG. And they were just like, heard the Gauntlet Buster. And, you know, they yeah. have, like, two cards in hand because they're playing, you know, because they, you know, threw everything into their fucking Gauntlet Buster, and then you just don't have PG and die. You're just like, come on. So that same kind of logic with Brand. Exactly, exactly. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to hope they have a PG and go and go in on this Gauntlet Buster. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. turn, basically. PG and, and you know, there are games you, you draw, you're playing as an Arkami with, like, two PGs, and you're like, I can't lose. <laughs> 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 and you're just like, great. And then they would, so, you know, there were these random games, you just didn't find one. And then they'd be like, go in anyway, and you die to the freaking Gollum Buster. It was the worst. <laughs> anyway, maybe you two to pass it, they check two, you know, the, the full the full shebang. It just felt bad. Yeah, it was very helmet. Um, yeah, that, that's my, that was mine. Alright, uh, Atlas. Mm-hmm. What bad deck did you enjoy the most? Most of the things I played, no. I uh, I think the bad deck and bad, that... bad is relative, of course. Like bad is definitely relative to the things around it, of course. Okay. Um, I think in terms of bad decks, I enjoyed the most in standard. I think that I quite enjoyed um, Grand Blue. In standard, okay. because like, like the Bastard. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like the Bastard Kokaitis stuff. That was fun. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it checks out. It was slow as hell, but it was fun. Um, all right, all right. And then for premium, I think my favorite bad deck. It's gonna be interesting. Nightmare Dolls. Um, right. For Pale Moon, because again, same thing. Lots of weird shit, but like Nightmare Dolls have like a baked in loop. To them, that that's like a two-card setup. It's not hard to accomplish. It's not gonna, you know, top a regional anytime soon. But uh, it's super fun to be like, oh, you're you're at uh, five or attack with Alice, counterblast, soul blast, get grade two, sucker back in, call Alice back out again with plus five. I'm gonna keep doing this till you die. They're like, oh, okay. So I guess I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loops are fun when you're the one doing it. Well, it's not even a loop, because you go until you run out of counterblast. Yeah. yeah. And there's no way to, like, uh, countercharge mid-battle phase, so... You, uh... It, it's just, like, an insane amount of attacks for not a lot of investment, which was nice. But, uh... Yeah, that. What about what about you, Rupert? Okay. Well, I have two of them. One oh. is Pacifica. For sure. Which you, you mentioned a little bit before. Yes, because... The deck is super inconsistent in standard. You just. It's hard to find only the four Pacificas. 
But when you do manage to pull it off, it's like, okay, I hope you have nine cards in your hand. Definitely do not. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. And the other one is, Vic, uh, for standards, is Victor, where mm. that one is really fun aggro deck. It has, like, okay advantage. It's just it can never make big enough numbers that triggers will just shut you down. Sounds like Nova Grappler. No, that sounds like Aqua Force. <laughs> Same clan. Yeah. My favorite bad deck is something that might be surprising. Is it Brand? I real no, what? No, <laughs> it's Cole Magnum, the Mega Colony guy. Wait. And the reason, so the machine, the the deck with uh like machining Sag Needle and Cole Magnum, or not Cole Magnum, the uh sorry, uh, Gunning Colia. Oh yeah, it was like Cole yeah, Magnum's Colia, the sorry. the stand trader you hate. No, yeah. Gunning Colia, the the. If your opponent mills a three or you know zero in that order does something, you know, it's, whichever uh, order it was. So on play gets triple drive. Uh, put the if top they deck. A three, if it's then you a, get another drive. Yeah, and then uh, and then activate soul blast at grade three. They mill a card if they and then they can't guard with cards of that grade. Yeah. So the idea was is that you would use his second active effect. To soul blast to get a to mill a zero, I think. And Hopefully, then you would use that and phantom black to make it where they couldn't guard your ant line. But the the way the deck actually worked is you would just never actually mill the zero, <laughs> and you would just sit. You would just reride uh, gunning colios for like until you decked out, basically. <laughs> so you pretty much just did. You just spun your wheels until finally that until you finally died. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, the thing that'll always happen is you mill a grade zero and then a grade three. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was the worst. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and but there was just something really really uh, comforting knowing that the, your entire game plan is in the hands of this this card doing what you need it to do. And like if it didn't, you just couldn't win. <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful. Also, I really like uh. uh the grade three giftless guy, Hell's Demise. I really like that card. There are all these cards that, like, didn't. Like, you never really ran into them except for the one guy who's like, I've been playing Mega Colony since they came out. Like. Oh, I absolutely despise Mega Colony. I think <laughs> that clan is garbage. I mean. And I'm glad that Mega Colony players are saved from Mega Colony by it no longer existing. <laughs> but I really, I really enjoyed playing Gun and Colio because it was so bad, it was funny. I mean. <laughs> it's like, please let me win. No, okay. <laughs> I've always felt kind of bad for Mega Colony. It's always funny, like, seeing them suck the entire time. And then seeing them win worlds two years in a row just because they happen to be the silver bullet for Ezel at the time. Not you know, even like, sure if they were. Might have just gotten lucky. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, they. I, I, I like the kind of bug aesthetic and I like the idea of, like, screwing with the opponent because you're the mafia or whatever. But, like, <laughs> they never really did the concept well. So you're just Nope. Like, not even once. <sighs> it's a shame. And now, and now they're becoming part of uh sylvan learning uh do you guys remember the sylvan (laughs) tutoring commercials from the early 2000s no none of you no oh my god like uh seeing all these stoichaia cards that they're revealing and they're being called like sylvan this sylvan that i'm just like so it's teaching you math i think sylvan means well there's also an archetype in Yu-Gi-Oh that's like 
plants and animals called Sylvan. So I get the uh-huh. feeling that it means something. Correct. Uh, hmm. Who'd have thought? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sylvan. Consisting of or associated with woods or wooded. Pleasantly mm. rural or pastoral. That makes more a lot of sense. Though. <laughs> it's almost as if that yeah. word has a different meaning. <laughs> so wait, what does that have to do with the learning then? What just like? It doesn't have to do with the fact they're animals. <sighs> okay, whatever, fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, the next is what's your favorite card in B series? I'll go first since I've already answered this question about eight thousand times, Andrew and it is definitely uh, Shiryuki. Damn Holy it. shit, that card is so dope. It does literally everything I want a card to do. Just everything. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Come back to me on this one. Go to Revere first. All right, Revere. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, hilariously bad cards, Pacifica again. All right, all right. Checks out, checks out. Just because, like, it's one of those cards where when it does work, it makes your opponent really mad, which is funny. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with Leopold. Uh, not not just because it's great nature, but because it was that first card that came out where I was like, oh my god, I can use this in both formats, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it has value. Sometimes. Yeah. It, or, yeah. <laughs> About a third of the time for me, it'd be like, trigger, trigger, oh, cool, thanks. It must be Carolyn Premium when you ride Leopold in the middle of trigger, and you're like, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> there have been a couple of times where I'm just like, alright, I'm just not going to waste the card to stride then. Uh, 32 with a crit? Yeah. It happens. the The important thing was getting an extra circle and maybe be getting to populate that circle. And then my dumbass was like, "I should get SVRs of those. They'll last forever. They don't last forever." <laughs> so, still got them. Awesome. All right. So, actually, if I could add, on, if I could add on a question to this, what was your least favorite card to play in V? To play with? Yes, to play with. Ooh. Ooh. Like, that you had to play, basically? Yeah. Either you tried it out and you were just like, holy crap, why? Or, like, you were forced to play it. Whatever reason, like, your least favorite card that you played at one point or another. Binoculus Tiger. Hmm. In my head, I was like, oh, you can mill, you either get a draw, or you get to kill something and give 5k to your front row. It never (laughs) quite fit in any deck. It was always just kind of like, yeah, you get it maybe twice, and it's like, it never does does what you want it to do. And then by the time you got to Isabel and it, like, you getting both effects, it was just like, I I just don't care anymore. (laughs) So it was just like such a disappointment. Matt, how about you? I don't remember the name of the card. Let me. I, I need to look up the name of a card. You can, uh, if you have one, if you know yours, you yeah. can. You can he say remembers it. Gunning Colio, but he can't remember the name. <laughs> you know, there was a card in card. that deck that you had to play that I just hated playing it. I don't remember the name of it, so I got to look it up. Please give us a clan. Maybe we can help you. It's in Megas, but like no. I have to, It was in the in the same deck as Gunning Colio. What clan do you think it is? Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Sorry. But yeah, I basically asked this question so I could complain about Valeos. Oh yes, go holy ahead. Shit. Aww. Like holy shit, why is this card? Like, you know, chaos is at least interesting and has premium application. You know, same with uh, what's his face, Gastiel. But yeah. then we get to Valeos, and this card is just like, why? Like. The power subtracting thing being the focus for his support means 
that I can't really use any of the old blue wave strides. But, like, his own skill isn't good enough because he doesn't generate enough advantage, especially because he doesn't have a gift. So, like, it's hard to find a copy of himself for his Sir Persona Blast call a bunch of things. Like, uh, you're probably also not just not going to find enough rear guards to really take advantage of his power minus. And then you're gonna... So you make, like, a really mediocre turn where you have, like, five or six small one-card guards, and then you die because you have, like, four cards in hand. We could have just gotten Tetra Drive instead and had actual good support, but now we have to go wait for the V Premium Collection. I mean, at least you're getting it in the future? Something? But, like, it just bothered me that for lore reasons that they were like, all right, all of the, the... What were those called? Not the Lancers. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh... I don't care enough to remember. Yeah, but me too. also because, but also because uh, what's her name? Gridora came out before premium collection. She does have a gift. Oh, that's true. What the hell is? What the hell then? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like Valios has always been worse than Tetra Drive. It's you know it's hard to compare like G Valios to Tetra Drive because it came out at such a different point in the game. But if we were to compare them relative to their metas, like Tetra Drive was obviously meta. Anger Boil well it wasn't meta, it was like good enough, especially for that period of the game. Especially once uh grade stall decks started coming out. And then, you know, you get to Valios and it's just like, okay, Thavos is just so much better than this. And it, like, doesn't work with all of the old Tetra Drive-style cards either. So it was just frustrating on both ends where it wasn't good and it kind of lost the theme of the old support. Mm-hmm. I found so, it. yeah. Rant what, over. What is it? It's a grade 2 from Mega Colony called Water Gang. Water Gang! It's grade 2 9k that says when it stands, you can counter last one and put in your soul to draw two cards. Oh, I forgot. This card that. was so fucking dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the worst card I've ever played. Because <laughs> you would like, you'd put it in the front, you'd attack with it. It doesn't do anything at the time, right? And then the opponent yeah. goes, you know, next turn they're going to turn it into a draw. I'm just going to retire it or attack it or whatever. Or they'll just let you and it just doesn't matter because you're playing Mega Colony. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I feel like that's not the problem of the card itself, but I can totally understand why you'd hate it. Oh, no, this card this card is garbage, dude. You know what's ironic is the, the original incarnation was it was just the on-hit counterblast 2 draw. That was probably a better card. <laughs> than <the original>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like maybe your opponent will actually let that hit sometimes. Oh my god, this is the worst, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Water Gang. He went through all that effort to remember Water Gang. Dude, I, dude how, would, how would I remember that card's name? It was so trash. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. This is the worst card I've ever, I've ever played in BCs. <laughs> Alright. And then uh, we're coming up on the last question, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is it. Alright, this one was from me. Uh, if you could have changed one thing about V-Series through its entire run, what would you have done? Where to begin? If uh, Whoever wants to go first, they can. I know this is a, a longer one. I think... See, it's hard to just mention one distinct thing, but 
I think even keeping in mind the insane power creep by the end of, of V, I think the thing that they really messed up from the beginning was, like, the way the gift system was implemented, because it's a good idea, it's just, as we could see with gift 2s and stuff, where once they started putting out things to kind of shore up the weaknesses of, say, Excel, like, it just became so ridiculous, and Protect was something that, like, lost a ton of value as decks got stronger, ironically enough. Yeah, like, it started off it started off strong, and then, like, the only time a Protect deck was ever meta was in spite of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they had to go back to the end of G era, everything does everything, so, you know, clans just kind of mesh together, but I think... If gifts were implemented differently, I've, I think I would have gotten rid of Excel entirely, and I probably would have tried to find a different way to implement the ideas of Force and Protect. I'm, I'm not sure what that would be, just trying to think off the fly, but... I mean, that's a thing, definitely. My change, with, I, I should have mentioned this on what I, this, I, what I like uh, least about V-Series, is I should have just not had gifts, honestly. Gifts were the honestly my least favorite thing about VCs. The only thing I liked about gifts was the concept of having extra front row circles. Yeah, that's the that only was... thing I liked about it. And that was kind of the only thing that, like, eventually, that was like what mattered the most, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, can you pretend to have extra front row circles? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think gifts kind of, as power level, as power went up, as power numbers went up, that was kind of the only thing that was important. I yeah. think if, if, if there's one thing... And, they... like, Force... I think Force 2 was also, like, really cheesy, so... I think I would just not have done Gift 2s in general, and... Like, Persona writing is an interesting I, take on the idea of Force 1. I, I would like to see them implement some sort of Protect-esque mechanic at some point, just because more defensive cards is always a good thing. Um, I think... Like, aside from the stuff of, like, don't do gift 2s or uh, don't have everyone do everything, I think what they could have done was spread the releases out more. Like, that would have been such a simple fix. Mm-hmm. For, like, especially, like, like again, after gift 2s came out, everything was just coming out a month and a half later, month and a half later, month later, that everything just felt so breakneck pace. But I think... It, that would have gone a long way for making the power creep not feel so breakneck. Um, either that, or if you're starting from the ground up and assuming you want to keep the imaginary gifts, I would make it so you have, with 24 clans, they should have had 8 clans on each gift so that the balancing was easier. Protect got yeah. screwed for most of it, not just because it was hard to make that powerful, but because you only have six of them, so it's a numbers game at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had just gone, all right, we're going to have Shadow Paladin be a Protect Clan, because then you have a Paladin on each clan, and fuck, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Link Genesis, Joker? Link Joker. Whatever. Like, anything, You that it would just make it so you have... A, like a perfect balance, and especially because we—I yeah. remember when we, we were like, "Ooh, what gift? What what clans are gonna get what gifts?" Uh, and Link Shorter was revealed to be forced. We were like, "That's probably a good thing because if they keep Locke, then that's too broken to have 
Uh, protect gifts when the opponent only has one attack. They ended up not doing that for the, yeah. basically the entirety. So w why not just And make now it that they have lock, your lock grade three does not get gifts on its own. It has to steal them. Yeah, so just, dude, like, th th they could have made <laughs> yeah. that a protect plan without it really being much of a problem. I'm still mad that they didn't make Shadow Paladin that. Could have been a thing yeah. where they kept the ritual stuff, and it was like you can discard grade ones, fill up your drops. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, no, it's like hard. Shadow Paladin being a protect plan makes a ton of sense with how protect is intended to work. Yeah, where you kind of blow your wide at whatever this and that. Yeah, um, and also like they never really stuck to that decision either. Where you know, like protect was supposed to be building up to a big finish, but then Mordred. they had to put it. <laughs> They had to keep putting artificial walls on, like, every clan, and then they just kind of stopped doing that in general. So that concept just never really played out the way I think we wanted it to at the beginning of V. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I guess, you know, as, as we get to the end of uh, V series here and move on to Overdress and, you know, other stuff... Um, that's not to say we're never going to have episodes about V Premium. I'm sure we're going to have to at some point. <laughs> um, we're almost certainly going to have to do a set review because that will likely be the only product in that time frame. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying this like, oh, we're going to do it reluctantly. Like, we care. We want to do that. But, uh, but it's I'm not... only playing Spikes. That's my, that's, my, uh, that's, my, <laughs> that's my statement. Hey, man, you do you. If they were like, how come Atlas only talks about great nature? Well, then fucking sucks for you. That's all I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just gonna say that like v-series for all its faults was something that i think brought a lot of new people into the game for better or worse um and brought a lot of people back after the cataclysm that was the end of g era mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, here's hoping that overdress does the same yeah i just hope they handle it better on the back end um so i guess that leaves it up to you the listener uh what did you think of uh viera all of those questions that we uh that we asked what are your answers to those i'll, I'll try and, i'll put them in the show notes just so you don't have to be like all right so at 3702 they asked this one like put them in the show notes um mm -hmm. but uh yeah so thank you everybody for listening we will see you next week thank you to uh our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night, especially our $10 patrons, Darren and Cole. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go there, uh, donate $5 a week or more. You get a whole ass bonus show with us. Uh, this last week we had commander Jaime on cause uh, Rupert was visiting his grandpa. Uh, where can people find you guys online? Uh, you can find me at, uh, at on Twitter at Wiggums, two G's, two G's. You can find me at plasma clips. You can find me at Atlas Novak, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or again, uh, find us at Nexus at Night in the same places. Uh, yeah, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. Uh, I'm Rupier. And uh, he is a day that will live in infamy. And have a good night, everybody. <laughs>